Good afternoon, listeners. Welcome to the OMCAST, the show where we get real, authentic, and weird. Today's special guest is the one and only Zach Papier, and he's one of my really good friends. We met three years ago at the Ayahuasca Church here in America. He was one of the volunteers while I was making videos for it, and thankfully we've just maintained really good friendship through the internet, and we inspire each other, and we're just really good mirrors for each other. So thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show, dude. Yeah, uh, we, so funny. We actually just filmed this entire episode, and my audio wasn't running, and this is a total rookie amateur mistake. So we're recording it again, and we're gonna make it more concise and deliverable and digestible for you guys. <laughs> Sweet. I done messed that one up. Yeah, yeah, it's all good though, you know. Yeah. So it was a good conversation anyway. It was. It even was. if it's not getting posted, you know. Yeah. So. But this one will be better. So the reason that I'm having, Zach, Zach is like four hours away from, he's a skydiver. Yeah. And he's uh, visiting here in Vegas. And we were speaking on the phone the other day. And I was so inspired to do this podcast because uh, he's been vegan for, you've been vegan for about two years? Yeah, about yeah, a few yeah. years I've now. been vegetarian for about six years and I've been wanting to go full vegan because just for the energetic health benefits. And he said one thing that just really clicked in my mind and it was in regards to dairy and eggs. Because when you're vegetarian, you think that dairy and eggs is not as detrimental. Well, and what did you think? Well, I thought, I was like, oh, the animals aren't being hurt. You know, we're just, yeah, we're yeah. just, we're just taking some of their milk and their eggs and, yeah, yeah. you know, it's okay. They're not, none of them are actually being harmed. But he said that we were taking advantage and using these animals for their reproductive organs. And when he said that, I was like, a light bulb went in my head. I'm like, that's really fucked up. And so I've been really just being more mindful and so much more conscious of what I've been eating and... Yeah, I'd love to talk about veganism today with you. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. And how important it is for your health and just for the world and for everything. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember saying that to you because I know you 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 have ghee a lot. You used yeah. to like consume a lot of ghee for the good In fats. In my coffee, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I said that to you, you were like, whoa. And There was uh, like a moment of silence. I'm like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah. And then you showed me a video called Dairy is Scary and it just shows that the dairy industry is directly directly related with the meat industry and it's, it's not it's totally. not worse because yeah. animals are suffering for the entire life as opposed to just being raised to be slaughtered yeah definitely so we're so, gonna talk about that today yeah yeah so i guess to talk about dairy and eggs to start i guess yeah i was gonna say like where did your since where did that your, was your, the inspiration for this this episode mm-hmm. i guess so um i guess with the dairy and eggs thing man well so for me personally i went vegetarian when i was like 18 or so Mm -hmm. just because it made me feel better i felt lighter i wouldn't get that like food coma feeling after my meals i felt i still had energy so i could still carry on with my day without feeling like bogged down by these like heavy meals with meat in them um and then two years ago i wanted to make some changes in my life so i started exercising more and i quit smoking cigarettes and um, i learned a bit more about the dairy and egg industries uh, how the the ethical side of things with those industries and also like the health side of things as well and so i after learning enough information i just decided that's it i'm not no more dairy for me no more eggs like full on yeah just just cut it completely and um I actually like drew a hard line with the cigarettes and the animal products at the same time, which actually was helpful because it was kind of like the same muscle, you know, that you use where you're like, I'm tempted to consume this right now, but I've decided that this is not something that is okay for me to consume anymore. So it was like the same sort of approach to both of those things. So it wasn't even about the animals, it was for your health. 
Um, it was both for sure with the vegan thing. For the vegetarian, when I started, it was just because I felt better. Mm -hmm. And it was cool to think like, oh, my, I'm not eating any animals, you know. Um, but then the vegan thing, it was pretty much everything, you know. I kind of, I wanted to get back my diet, get back on top of my diet being better. Um, and learning these things at that time made me like, okay, the best way for me to eat would be to get rid of all animal products altogether. Because mm -hmm. like for dairy, for example, you know, like you just said, they suffer throughout their lives and then they're sent to slaughter because they, you know, dairy cows do end up going to slaughter mm -hmm. and they become, you know, they're beef cows at the end of their lives. Um, and, you know, cows don't just produce milk just for no reason, you know, they're like any other mammal. They only produce milk if they're pregnant or have just given birth. So these dairy farmers don't just like wait around for uh, these cows to get pregnant to, so that they can milk them. They they, you know, attach them to a harness and... and uh, Artificially inseminate yeah. them. Yeah, they take bull semen and then inseminate them so that... And then as soon as the mother, the cow gives birth to her baby, um, if they were to leave the baby around, it would drink the milk. And that milk is for us, you know? That's why those cows are there. So the babies are immediately separated from their mothers and... Um, you know, if it's a if it's a male calf, then um, it's not useful to the dairy industry at all. So they're seen as like waste products or you know waste in, in that process of getting milk. Uh, so the baby calves are sent to slaughter for veal, and then um, if it's a female calf, then she's separated from her mother and fed grain like livestock feed until she's big enough to have the same thing done to her that was done to her mother. And, um, and this process repeated over and over and over again until these cows um, are so worn out from this, this repeated insemination and giving birth and getting milked and stuff that they end up going to slaughter when they're around four or five, six years old, when their actual lifespan is around 20, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we're, we're, they're babies, you know, when we are taking the milk from them and then they're babies when they get slaughtered too. So... Uh, you know, I realized, you know, that after learning all of that, I was like, okay, clearly the milk industry is equally as unethical as the beef industry, if not more unethical. Um, and same with the eggs thing. It's like, we're just, you know, we've bred these chickens to lay more and more eggs, you know, like you were saying. It's um, a chicken period. Yeah, yeah. It's a menstruation of a chicken. Yeah. And their ancestors had like a normal menstrual cycle happening like once a month. They would lay like 12, 13 eggs a year. And, but since we bred them selectively, you know, they would only breed the ones that laid the most eggs. And now they lay like 300 eggs a year. And imagine how much, like a, how much pain that yeah. they have to go through. So much energy is like exerted to like create that. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. So much suffering. I, the thing that really hit me the hardest when I was considering going vegan was that, um, if you look at it like nutrition, what, what nutrition really is, what food really is. It's, um, you know, you need carbohydrates and fats and proteins on the macro, you know, on, from a macronutrient perspective. And um, all of these things are only made by plants. Animals just repurpose them after they, you know, eat plants. So people talk about the food chain, you know, how we're at the top of it. And I think that what we should be doing is like if the food chain has a source, if all of the food is coming from one place, instead of like having all of these middlemen in between and we're at the top of the food chain getting all of the, you know, you know, killing these animals for food, why don't we just go straight to where the food is actually coming from, which is the plants, you know? And once that sort of light bulb went off for me, 
that's when I was like, okay, like no more. Yeah, that's like always the common argument with meat eaters, right? It's like they're like, where am I going to get my protein from? Yeah. Where am I going to get all these nutrients from? Yeah. When in reality, like the animals get their protein from plants. Yeah. So exactly. you just go straight to the source. Yeah, people eat meat wanting to be strong as an ox, but they forget that the ox eats grass. Uh huh. You know? That's so and funny. like, if you look at the biggest, the biggest, strongest, longest living animals, like, you know, the strongest, let's look at gorillas. Gorillas are totally herbivorous, you know? Mm-hmm. They might eat, like, some other stuff every once in a while, but they pretty much just eat leaves all day. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and then some of the largest animals, like elephants, elephants are completely herbivorous, and uh, the longest living, like tortoises or whatever, they live to be, like, 200 years old. They don't eat any meat either. Um, so these, these, like, these, you know, really powerful animals, these really strong, health, you know, they, they don't need meat at all to be huge. Mm-hmm. So. And you look at the human, like the human anatomy, right? It's like we're not actually designed to process meat. Like you look at our teeth and our intestinal tracts. Well, it's funny you bring up the teeth. I wanted to say this before uh, because a lot of people bring up our teeth as if it's an argument for eating meat. They're uh-huh. like, what about our canines, uh-huh. you know? And it's like, have you ever seen the canines of a lion? Like they are like Sharp. this long compared, you know. And their jaws only go up and down, mm-hmm. whereas ours can go side to side. To grind the yeah, to grind, to grind plant plants, matter. yeah. And then our digestive tracts are really long, whereas carnivores have really short digestive tracts. You just they just eat and it goes in and like you know in and out pretty yeah. much because yeah. otherwise meat can get really gross. It's if ferments it's, and yeah, it becomes putrid if it's yep. in your intestinal tract for too long. And that's probably why we like if we were to eat raw meat, we would be in trouble, you know. Yeah. And. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I heard someone say the other day, like, or I saw a meme or something like that. And it was like, it was like, if you need your meat to have the blood drained out of it, you need it to be seasoned, you need it to be cooked, and you need all these other things to go with it, then you're not a carnivore, you know? <laughs> if you were really a carnivore, you'd be able to pick up like a chipmunk. You'd be able to kill a chipmunk with your bare hands or like... And eat it know? raw. And then just eat it, start eating it, you know? If you need to pluck the feathers and drain the blood and everything... It's like, you're not really a carnivore. You're just, humans are opportunists, you know? Like, in the past, we found out we could eat meat by cooking it, and it was like a really calorically dense source of food. Um, And that was great for us before we had agriculture and stuff. But now that we have agriculture, not only do we have agriculture, but we also have, like, industrial agriculture. We have these machines that make agriculture so effective and so efficient that we can produce all of the food that we need to be healthy and happy people just in the form of plants alone. And that we're actually using a lot of our, the plants that we do grow to feed livestock, and then we're getting less food from that because a lot of the food that the animals eat is just to keep their body temperature up, keep their heart pumping and everything. And then they, uh, you know, they shit out a lot of the food. You know? So I think I heard chicken is the most efficient meat, and we have to feed uh, chicken at least nine calories of plant-based foods in order to get one calorie out of the chicken. Whoa. Yeah. That's not very effective. So we're just losing food by, you know, and if you look at, people think eggs are a great health food, which is definitely not true. They're like cholesterol bombs. Um, But a lot of people think eggs are a health food. And um, like I said this before, if you have a, a chicken that's laying hens every day, and you, at the beginning of the month, it weighs 10 pounds. And then at the end of the month, it weighs 10 pounds. And in the meantime, it laid like 20, 25 eggs or something like that. It's just grain eggs, right? All of those eggs, because, you, you know, matter cannot be created or destroyed, or, you know, it can't be created or destroyed. So, like, if the chicken has a constant weight, that means that 
if the eggs eggs are constantly coming out of it, that means there's something has to be going into that chicken that's getting turned into the eggs. And that's just chicken feed, you know? And mm -hmm. so everything, but then what you're not getting, what you are getting from eggs that is not in the initial food is all the bad stuff, the stuff that you don't want, like the cholesterol and on these saturated fats and stuff, you know? Because everything inside of an egg is just meant to help a chicken embryo grow right. till it's strong enough to come out of the egg. And, you know, that's it. It's, it's like, um, you know, but once that chick is hatched, it eats plants. Um, you only need like that dense, that kind of food if you're stuck in there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if that's all you got and you're an embryo and you want to become a chick that's ready to hatch, you know, then like, yeah, I guess an egg is it's the ideal food. It's a perfect food. But for us, it's, it's, um, it's uh, not a health food and it's not efficient, you know, and we can get everything in eggs from other plants. Yeah, it's really cool because Zach's, Zach's like kind of like a, a vegan that comes from a very like science fact-based background. So it's all science yeah. that has motivated you to like kind of move in this direction. Yeah, definitely. Well, I do have compassion for the animals and stuff, but I think that my, like, because I do participate in some activism and my, my activism like comes from a purely logical, purely like rational point of view. Because for somebody who's not open to veganism, if you just come at them like from an emotional perspective or like so an triggered. energetic and like, oh, the animals, you know, then they're like, yeah, whatever. They'll roll their eyes at that, you know, or if you come on as and they'll write you off as some hippy dippy, like whatever. But it, when I'm like, listen, um, you know, if you can get all the nutrition you need from plants... And the consequence of eating from animal products is, the, first of all, the suffering of the animal. You're increasing your risk for cardiovascular disease from all that cholesterol and the lipoproteins and saturated fats found in those foods. And um, you're also uh, using more resources than you need. Then <clears throat> it's obvious that if we can avoid doing that, then we should. You know, there, it's it's just so. Um, Simple, you know, I try to keep, and then, you know, a big objection is a lot of the times people say, where are you get your protein? You brought that up earlier. Mm -hmm. So the biggest objections are usually health objections. Like, how are you going to, are you sure you're going to be okay if you go vegan? But, and now the science, because people, <clears throat> people think that we're so advanced that we have everything figured out, but there's still a lot of things emerging in the field of uh, nutrition. And the most recent evidence is showing that um, the best diet, the optimal diet for humans, um, you know, if you want longevity and uh, you, you want to avoid a bunch of chronic diseases is to eat a plant-based diet. Whole food plant-based diet. Whole food plant-based diet. Yep. Because the leading killers in the U.S. are cardiovascular disease, which results in heart attacks and strokes. And diabetes is another big one, which I used to believe was caused by eating too many carbs. And then your insulin... So since insulin is what triggers your cells to take sugar and glucose and carbs out of your blood and absorb it, and if you're eating carbs all the time, then you're getting bombarded with all this insulin and then you end up insulin resistant. So then you can't keep up. Your, your, your body isn't able to produce enough insulin to get all that sugar out of your blood and then you become diabetic. Mm -hmm. So I used to think that it was because of too many carbs, but the newer evidence is showing that... Um, 
it's actually caused by all, all these, these fatty substances and cholesterol and these sticky, gooey stuff that's getting like on the, that's lining the inside of our arteries. And then that's just straight up blocking the insulin from reaching those receptors. It's just in the way. Mm -hmm. So you have all of this. It's like if you had, imagine your arteries are like mesh and the sugar is supposed to be able to go out of them. Mm -hmm. And then you have a bunch of like uh, plaque all along the inside of the mesh. So then now nothing's going to be able to go through that mesh into the cells. So all the sugar gets trapped in your bloodstream. And then that's what actually leads to diabetes. So, mm -hmm. you know, diabetics are, have actually, by going on a whole food plant-based diet, have actually become pre-diabetic. And then people with heart disease, people with super high blood pressure who were told they're going to be on medication for the rest of their life, they switch to a whole food plant-based diet and then they get to stop taking their pills. And mm -hmm. the doctors even are baffled by it because... Doctors aren't aren't educated in in nutrition. They're taught how to treat disease, not how to prevent disease or sell pills. <laughs> yeah, you know, and exactly, exactly. Which is selling pills. That's how you treat the diseases. On you know, they, they treat it doesn't the even treat the disease. You treat just, the symptoms. Yeah, yes. and not the actual causes of the disease. So people always argue like um, it's like they're always saying like, oh, our ancestors ate meat. We've always done it this way. So yeah, like, yeah, like we've always done it this way. Why why should we change it? Well. I mean, tradition is, ne is, is like, you know, traditions are great, but they don't always, aren't always great justifications for our behavior. You know, there's a lot of really terrible stuff that our ancestors did and called it tradition. And um, not to equate humans and animals, but to compare the realities, because I've gotten in trouble for saying this before, because they're like, how people say, how dare you compare humans to animals? I'm saying I'm not equating the situations, but I'm I am comparing them because they're they're definitely comparable, and that the 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 um, analogous uh, situation would be slavery uh, that I you know because that was a tradition for hundreds of years. Slavery was going on for much longer than it has been not going on, and you know back then people would say, well, we've always been doing this. Why would we stop now? And the argument would be, well, because it's unethical, because we're benefiting off of the suffering and enslavement of these other, other beings, beings mm -hmm. and that's not right. You would say, ah, oh, well, we've always done it, so whatever, it's, you know. But so it's, it's the same situation now, uh, you know, with animals instead of humans, of course. But we're benefiting, we're using them to our benefit, and at the cost of their suffering and their death, and you know, and when, you know. It would be a necessary evil if these things were necessary for our health, but the fact that we can be healthier and we can get all the nutrition we need without paying for these industries to continue doing what they're doing, raising, the, breeding these animals and treating them the way that they do and then slaughtering them, um, it's just so clear that we, if we don't have to, then there's no justification to continue to do it. Mm -hmm. No, I just think that veganism is like really growing and like the whole... It's the, exploding for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And like the whole stigma behind it is that like people, you know, it's just like people that kind of press their beliefs on you and like yeah. the whole stigma of a vegan is like, how do you know when someone's a vegan? Oh uh, yeah, they'll tell you. Yeah. So it's just people have like this aversion and people get so triggered when they, when they hear that. Yeah. And that when, when people... Because well, people don't want to... People think of themselves... You know, almost everyone would consider themselves an animal lover. So then if, if someone considers themselves to be an animal lover, and then you, you show them, you make them acknowledge or confront the reality that is the fact that their dollars are funding the, mis, the abuse and uh, slaughter of these animals, 
then it's it's you're you're making them it's a it's a cognitive dissonance sort of thing where there's like an error message in your brain it's yep. very uncomfortable yeah, it's not because, aligned with integrity yeah because truth because you're like i care about animals but i'm paying for them to be killed uh you know this is really uncomfortable so instead of like instead of considering changing my behavior and considering you know stuff like that I'm just going to like be, offended. Be, be upset with this person for putting me into this state where I have these these two realities that are incompatible but I'm trying to, you know, so I have to I have to ditch one of them. I have to like get rid of this idea that I'm actually contributing to to this uh, abuse of animals in order for me to maintain this sense this like um this uh belief that I'm a compassionate animal loving person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, people do get really triggered, man. Um, it's like, where's the line though? Cause I, well, I feel like I've talked to a child, like a, a eight year old child was telling me that like humans are at top of the food chain. These animals are bred to be eaten. And I think that's like, how are they teaching these kids in schools that these animals aren't? Well, I think their parents, whoever taught the kid that also thinks that, you know, I don't think anybody's like indoctrinating kids telling them like, you know, we love dogs and cats, but, but we, we eat chickens yeah, and cows. But we don't care about chickens and cows and pigs, you know. Because they just, they just—that's their reality too. So it's just passed on, I guess. But if you spend time with a pig, or spend time with a chicken, or spend time with a, a cow, you know, they're—it's so clear that they're—they're they're just as present. They're just as there. They as can a feel dog. emotions. Yeah. They can feel pain. They want to feel loved, and they totally. want to love and be with their families. They're just like humans. Yeah. Yeah, and, and one thing I, I like to bring up when people say, like, talk about humane slaughter and stuff like that, because um, this whole thing with us caring about dogs and cats and not caring about other animals, like, is really, it's totally arbitrary. Like, there's no actual distinction between these different animals. Like, some of them are just more cuddly, I guess, and they, they made better companion animals than others. But you could develop a companionship with any animal, you know? Um, I say like, so, you know, in a situation where somebody has a pet dog that's, that's terminally ill and it's suffering and stuff, and we, they say, oh, well, we need to put the dog down. The way that they do it is they sedate it first, and then every, you know, the dog's family is with it and stuff, and, you're, you know, and then as it's sedated, and like, then you give it a lethal injection, it slowly goes under and then dies, mm-hmm. right? And even that is like a heart-wrenching experience for, for people to go through. And these people will suggest like, oh, these, uh, these methods of humane slaughter make it okay. But if we were to take that, those same methods of humane slaughter, like gas chambers are a big one for pigs. Um, bolt guns is like the main one in the U.S. for cows. Uh, is they, cows get led down like a channel or whatever, and then a bolt is shot into their head. And then after they're stunned by that bolt shot in their head, then they're, they're their hung up and then slit their throat to get the blood out of their bodies. If the vet said, we need to put your dog down. And did it that way. And said, so I'm, I, I'm gonna use this bolt gun right here. You'd be like, no way, dude. There's no way you're shooting my dog in the head with that bolt gun, that's not cool. But you know, we'll write that off as humane when it's, it's uh, to make ourselves feel better about our choice to continue to consume those things. Mm-hmm. You know, humane slaughter doesn't exist. If there's no such thing. There's no such thing. There's absolutely no such thing. Because, I mean, even if you sneak up on, even if it lives in a grassy field its whole life and then you sneak up on it and shoot it in the head and it didn't see it coming or anything, it's like, 
if you if you did that to you know a human. People, a human, that'd still be murder. If you did that to a dog, you'd still be facing serious charges. Um, you know, it, it, you'd be an animal abuser. But like when we're doing it for food, see, people say if, if we're doing it for food, then it's justified, right? But we don't need that source of food. If we can get all of our food from plants, then killing animals for food is because we enjoy the food, you know, it's transitively we're killing the animals for our own enjoyment. Yes. That's the only for reason. Taste. Yeah, for, for taste. taste, you know? So we say we're killing the animals so that we can have food and we want this food in particular because it tastes good to us and it's pleasurable to us. That means the animal is being killed for me to have pleasure. Not for me to survive or to get all the nutrition that I need, all of the vitamins and all the carbs and protein and all that stuff that I need. Just because I enjoy it, yes. we're going to go shoot this cow in the head, you know? And that is not even close to a good reason to do something like that. To and they're not even willing to look at it. Yeah, like Some yeah. people who want to show them the information, they're like, no, I don't want to see it. Yeah, exactly. It'll, so, you know, if you were really a carnivore... And then watching an animal get slaughtered would be appetizing. Totally you, would, you, would, you, would, you would salivate at that. You would get excited. You would be like, oh, I'm, this is making me hungry. Not this is making me sick. This is making me really uncomfortable. I don't want to see this. You know, um, Because we're paying for them to do that. That's, wh that's what you're paying for. You, know, you get the product. When you buy a burger, you're, you think you're just buying the burger, but you're, you're paying for that burger to be produced. And that is what needs to happen in order for that burger to be produced. Somebody has to do that to an animal. So that's what you're paying for. You're paying for it to be produced, not just for it to be handed over to you. Mm -hmm. So like, you can't just disassociate from that process and say, I'm not liable for what they're doing to produce this burger. I just want the burger. Because if, if, if you're creating a demand for that burger, they're going to have to keep doing that. And, you know, with the rise of veganism and the low, decreased demand for animal products, there's actually consistently been less animals slaughtered every single year um, because of decreased demand. So by going vegan, you do make a difference. Not only do you stop consuming these things and, and funding these industries, but you also um, kind of like become like a somewhat of a role model or like a like a landmark for other people who like have, are considering going vegan but aren't quite sure. And then they meet you, they find out someone they know is vegan and that they're a reasonable, normal person that like enjoys, like they, they'll go bowling with you. They'll get, <laughs> they'll have a few beers with you or something, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I just feel like when people think veganism, they have to like sacrifice something, that they have to give something up when they don't really realize how many like. Oh, the alternatives yeah, are there's amazing. there's so much out there now, like the vegan cheeses and oh, the yeah. vegan meats, Beyond Meat. The vegan burgers. cheese used to not be so great, but now the most recent vegan cheese I've had, it's like melty. It's like you wouldn't even, you, wouldn't you, could, fool, you could fool people. That's the thing is like the alternatives are getting so good that you could serve someone a cheeseburger and they might they they might not notice at all that it's not that it's that it's That's a vegan. yeah they might think that it's beef and that it's cheese you know so like if and when you get to that point where you can get ice cream and chicken wings and burgers and like all this stuff all the comfort foods that we love that yeah, don't want to give up all that stuff that we don't want to give up if we can get all those things without contributing to the suffering and violence and the you know all the and and be and be eating things that are better for us and better for our health while also using the least amount of resources possible 
like not using all these resources to feed livestock to then consume the livestock, just going straight to the plants, and we can still eat all those foods, then there's there's no there's, there's no nothing argument. left for any there's no reason at all to continue to eat animal products. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left because that's that's really the only one. Even though it's not a great argument, the only real argument that like um, that is honest, I think at this point is like I just I just don't want to give it up. I just can't, you know. But if you if you can have the same things, then that argument's gone, you know. Yeah, but it's almost like the people in power. Like you think like when we're in elementary school, you kind of are taught the food pyramid, right? You're supposed to eat these certain amount of things to be healthy, and you got to have your ten servings of grain and five servings of dairy, five servings of, of, of meat. And it's almost like the people, it's like a, it's like, it's like a, it's an industry. Yeah. There's people that are banking off There's of There's lobbyists. Right? There's yes. like political action yes. committees and stuff for these industries. And the dairy industry actually gets big subsidies from the government and stuff. So our tax dollars, even my tax dollars as a vegan, my tax dollars are going to the dairy industry, which kind of like sucks, you know? There's nothing I can really do about that, I guess. But... We're yeah, like, there's, it's like, corrupt. It's totally corrupt. Like, you know, and the egg industry was freaking out about these, like, vegan mayonnaise uh, replacements that are just as... I actually prefer vegan mayonnaise mm-hmm. to regular mayonnaise. Even if I, like, wasn't vegan, like, like mayo's just mayo. Nasty. Just mayo is so good. Yeah, yeah. And regular mayonnaise is kind of like... Yeah, it's weird. So. And, like, the kid, Like, think about milk. When, when, they're, when they have the, all the, ga- the milk campaigns, got milk, and then they're feeding the milk to the kids in school so yeah. that they'll build strong bones. Well, even that, that's, like, going back into, like, the government subsidies and stuff, like, these public schools, like, the, the dairy industry had representatives go in and say, like, and, like, make it so that these publicly funded schools would have milk cartons for every kid at lunch. So every, every kid would have some milk with their lunch. And that was to keep the milk moving, to keep, like, the milk sales up. And, you know, so subsidies are going to that industry and, um, you know, the tax, people's taxes are going to that industry for, because their schools have, so it's all, it's very corrupt. There's a lot of like sneaky, weird stuff going on, you know. It's a business. So they try, they're like feeding this food and all this crap to people so they get sick and then they go to their doctor and they prescribe them a pill that doesn't even get to the That gets rid of the symptoms so they can sustain, keep their bad habits going and then pick up more diseases and then come get more pills. Yes. And like it's just a huge business. It's like the humans are like being farmed. Yeah. Cuz I remember like seeing it in a psychedelic trip one time. I was like, "Oh my god, humans are being farmed not for their meat, but like for their energy." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that we we uh, you know, you know, the 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 workers, you know. It's like those workers uh, that are like you know, in middle America, you have all these workers that are running these these uh, these uh, franchises like McDonald's and stuff. They're the employees that are making those businesses run. And then they're also the biggest consumers of those types of things, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're just, you know, <clears throat> making everything run while everybody gets to sit at the top and make money. Um, yeah, while everyone's getting sick. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's it's really crazy, man. It's really crazy that because money, I mean, that's the biggest problem in America, I think. And in the world, really, is that money corrupts, you know, and if somebody is willing to pay for something, then they'll, they, like if the price is right, they'll get it, you know. So like if you if you go pay politicians and you go pay like uh, the administrators of like a school board or whatever, um, they'll, you can they'll make anything yeah, happen. Exactly. They'll, give, they'll just feed the lies to continue, continue the agenda. Yeah, exactly. 
But also at the same time, I do want to acknowledge that I don't think I don't think these people th- know that like <clears throat> I don't think they are aware of the vegan issue or that they care. They're just trying to protect their business. You know, yes. I don't think mm-hmm. that they're like it's very this, compassionate. There's of you this to say. like malicious like you know insidious agenda where they're like oh meat and dairy and eggs are bad for them and like these animals are suffering and it's bad for the environment but let's like push it anyway so that you know i think it's it's not that involved i think they're just like we want to keep our profits up let's Mm -hmm. keep revenue high let's see how much we can like advertise and get our product in front of these people and but it's possible that they are continuing to poison us so we don't you know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's definitely true. They, I think they are aware that certain things, you know, like dairy is really bad, man. Dairy, yeah. So, I mean, with all the cholesterol and stuff, yeah, I could see that. There's probably a couple people at the top that realize, like, these foods are going to give people cancer and are going to give... Because, like, processed meat has been categorized by the World Health Organization in a, as a group 1A carcinogen. Bacon. Which means, yeah, bacon... <laughs> Anything that's been processed, so pepperoni, sausage, anything that's like that's cooked, cold cuts even. You know, people think cold cuts are like a pretty clean, pretty. You know, you go to the. It's just the paste. But it's like the way cold cuts are made. Yeah. It's not even actual cut well, of meat. Well, because it's cooked. It's cooked. So any any meat that's been processed, which means cooked or prepared in any way. So unless you're getting raw meat that was like that is a cut from the butcher, that's non-processed meat. But that's still class uh, or group. Oh, wait, I think, so the first one's a group one carcinogen, and then non-processed meat, like cut straight from the butcher of raw meat, that's a group 2A. So that's uh, likely to cause cancer in humans. Whereas uh, group one, the processed meats, are considered a group one, which means that they have definitively been shown to have a causal relationship with cancer developing in humans. So like... If you're still eating processed meats, like you're just on a waiting list to get cancer, to get these other like chronic diseases, you know. And then even like with uh, with like organic or grass-fed meat, you know, you're still getting all these all this cholesterol, and um, these things have caused like a big inf- inflammatory response, especially inside of your arteries, um, and that's the type of thing that leads to heart attacks, where like you're causing all this oxidative stress on the inside of your arteries. And all this cholesterol and plaque is building up, and then like a flap or you know something will break like in your artery, and a flap will totally cover like the the um, the passageway or whatever, and then you have a total block in your artery. And if it's in or around your heart, then that's what a heart attack is, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. I think yeah, it's just like a lack of compassion because like from from like an energetic perspective. I did I, like I remember my friend told me that like when you the one turning point for me for stopping eating meat was when he told me that like all the suffering, all the pain, all the shit that they go through is still like in the fiber of the meat. Yeah. And, like, when you consume it, you literally become it. Yeah, it's all super connected. Like that meat carries with it like its past. And, yes. You know, and, on an energetic level, totally. This isn't really in the realm of like science or whatever, mm-hmm. but like I totally agree that like you take on like uh, it's the karma, I guess. Yes. You know, you're taking yeah, on the, the, the karma of of the you know, um, you know. Same with like when you interact with anyone, or right? like is, eating something is a very intimate thing. Like putting something into your body, you're taking on um, you know what goes with that, whatever you know, whatever that is. And with plants, it's like. 
they take energy from the sun and they take dirt and carbon and nitrogen uh, from the dirt and the air and they and water and then they just assemble carbohydrates and amino acids and all this stuff and then so when you eat that you're just getting energy like chemical energy from the source from the sun like the sun we can't we can't take energy from the sun we don't we don't produce we don't conduct photosynthesis or Unless anything you're <laughs> yeah there you go dude someday <laughs> no, no. Uh, but um yeah, so you're getting the energy all, with that. all of the energy and the whole like except for there are some very minor exceptions where like in the depths of the ocean there are some ecosystems that like get their Normal energy from things. like from uh, from vents and th- then they're getting like thermal energy and stuff from inside the earth. But generally speaking, all of the animals and all of the plants you see everywhere, all of the energy and all of that all of those biological systems came from the sun. So if that's true, if all the energy is coming from the sun, we should go to the foods that got their energy directly from the sun. We shouldn't go eat animals that got their energy from the plants because then it's just bad business. You know, you want to <laughs> you want to cut out the middleman and go straight to the source. You know, instead of parading around as the king of the food chain, we're at the top of the food chain. Meanwhile, like herbivores are like, we, had, we didn't need to go to the top. We're just we're here at the source of it all. Um, you know, that's the one thing that really, that was the, that was the moment. That was the one fact, the one idea that made me like, I'm going to be a vegan for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. was when I was like, everything comes from plants initially. So eating animals is just getting sloppy seconds, really. We're we're just getting the secondary, we're getting secondhand nutrition Mm -hmm. when it, you know, so we could get all the building blocks for everything we need for proteins, you know, everything. Or we could get like the second hand, we could reuse the plant proteins and plant carb, you know, all the plant stuff that the animal used. And we're just like reusing it. And there's no suffering. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. So you're avoiding the suffering, you're avoiding bad health outcomes, especially in the long term, yep. you know, because some people will lose weight or feel better on keto, like in the short term. And, but in the long term, when you're looking at like, when you're like 60, 70, 80, like how mobile do you want to be? How do you want to be on any medications? Do you want to still be hitting up the Bikram classes every day? Then like, it's a good idea to get to, to, to cut out um, animal products and to eat like a more whole food plant-based diet. And that includes carbs, man. Like eating, like eating some, like, uh, Eating a lot of carbs, man. Because our body pretty much just runs on carbs. Fats and proteins are kind of like for maintenance, for like, you know, you need to grease the, the, the gears. The joints. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, and like the protein for actually building new tissue when you need to replace stuff. So we need, we need protein and fat continuously. But in order to just like keep our, our body temperature up and keep the energy we need to go about our lives, we pretty much run on carbs, you know. We can run on fats, um, like ketones and stuff like that. But if you look at the long-term health outcomes, it's not a it's not a super sustainable uh, way. Yeah, it's not a great idea because of like your 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 body's not meant to run like that. You're putting it into survival mode, sort of, so that you can burn fat or get certain health outcomes that you're looking for in the short term. But really, your body is like it's ideally going to be running on carbohydrates, mm-hmm. and that uh, you know. So by eating more whole grains and you know, legumes and rice and like, you know, lentils and beans and uh, pasta and these things uh, and oats, you know, all those carbs um, 
you know, are going to be, you know, they're clean. There's no cholesterol. There's no nothing weird in there. And that's like going to give you the energy you need. And also if you eat enough rice and broccoli, you're going to get enough protein. Like there's enough protein in grain. You get a lot of protein from grains actually. Mm -hmm. And then you combine that with some legumes and, and like maybe some tofu, some soy and stuff like that. And you're going to get everything you need. You know, you just need to supplement a little B12, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, that comes from bacteria anyway. Animals don't produce B12. A lot of the times animals are actually supplemented with B12 themselves because they're in, in kept, they're given antibiotics and kept in a sterile environments where, you know, animals usually get their B12 from like eating poop and dirt and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, you know, it, it, supplementing a little B12 isn't, isn't a big deal, you know? Do you think the world will, will be completely vegan one day? I do think one day. Definitely. And what do you I think? Well, like, when, what, but... what do you think the shift has? Like, what's the shift? Like, because there's so much information out there. We got so many documentaries. We got yeah, people, yeah. so much information. Like, what? I think there might be like a critical mass sort of thing. Like a collective hive mind just wakes up, right? No, like a critical mass in the sense of like you know, like the that bell curve of like the, the innovators, yeah, the yeah, innovators, yeah. then the early adopter, uh, early adopters, then the early majority, then the late majority, then the laggards or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's gonna like hit this. It's like accelerating right now. It's and because every person that turns vegan has the ability to inspire a couple other people. Like I personally, from my like Instagram stories and stuff, where I talk about veganism, sometimes yeah, he's converted people. Just yeah, from there's gentle, like a, just from there's gentle like a, conversation. A handful, maybe like a dozen people or so that have gone vegan because they literally responded to my stories and been like, like you know, and been like intrigued by what I'm saying, and they're like. I think I might actually give it a shot. I'm like, I'm here to support you as much as I can. Like, I'll do whatever I can to help you. And then not only have those people gone vegan, but they share it. And the then ripple. those people have yes. made, have gotten other people to go vegan. So, like, there's this exponential sort of growth thing that's happening. Um, <clears throat> and then all the fast food restaurants that are adopting it. Yeah. Like, we got Del Taco. We got Carl's Jr. And then Beyond Meat is just blowing up. Oh, Impossible yeah. Burger. They like you can't even tell the difference anymore. Yeah, it's, it's so that's an that's the thing. The a big thing is like that acceleration of like the more and more people go vegan, the more the word is getting out there. There's and more it, demand, and, it, and it's exponentially growing. And then another really good thing we have on our side is like all of these alternatives that are coming out. So like people who do eat fast food all the time, who go to Burger King all the time and who kind of like have thought about going vegetarian or going vegan and they see an option right there in front of them that they're like, oh, I, you mean I can just eat, I can just order that like at the same place that I normally go to and then I'm not contributing to these industries anymore. Yeah, it's not a drastic change. Super easy. It's not a drastic yeah, change like in a, the lifestyle. Yeah, it's just a little tiny shift. So once it becomes that accessible, then the only thing blocking it from like happening pretty much overnight is just like closed mindedness and like mm-hmm. stubbornness and you know people who aren't even won't even consider the idea because it just seems preposterous to them to mm-hmm. not eat meat you know yeah it's like what you're saying it's like all you have to do is like instead of grabbing for the regular milk you yeah. just like move your hand yeah, a little bit a little bit and then you get the, you get the, the almond, almond milk, milk, instead. The milk yeah so once it's that easy once both choices are right in front of you because right now a lot of the times like the vegan option you have to you have go to, to a seek restaurant out yeah you have, stuff, you have to be difficult you know? in yeah. a restaurant yeah you know and unless you're kind of like uh 
unless you're a well-practiced vegan like myself. <laughs> you know, because like I can finagle a menu, dude. I can go someplace. I can go to a steakhouse and get like a huge vegan meal if I want, you know. And I don't even need to like be like, hey, I'm a vegan. What can you do for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. just look at the menu and be like, if I order this without the cheese and I add some avocado and then I order like a bunch of French fries and maybe like... And then get a big beer or something, which is usually what I'll do. That's usually the... Like, I went to a casino the other night to get some food in Lake Elsinore. And um, I ended up getting the house salad. I was like, can you just make me a big, like, a really big house salad? And can you give me, like... And then it said add avocado is like an extra dollar. And I was like, can I have two add avocados? <laughs> like, add, give me two of those. Like, you can charge me twice. Just She was like, do you just want a whole avocado? And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then I ordered a side of tater tots, which was like huge. And I just like pounded all those tater tots and had a beer. And yeah, it was a great meal, you know. And that was like a very, very non-vegan friendly restaurant, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird at first, but then you get the hang of it, and it's no problem. I like don't even think twice. I eat at Chipotle. I eat at Carl's Jr. I go to Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. You know, not all the time, but like if I need to, like I can get a vegan burrito from Chipotle, no problem. I can get vegan stuff from Taco Bell. And yeah, the Beyond Burger at Carl's Jr. It's like it's it's super easy. I feel like one objection is that people think that you cannot have a meal without meat in it. Right, it's like yeah. it's like it's not complete unless there's like some sort of protein or yeah. meat with it. Because I used to be a meat eater, and I would eat meat for every meal. Yeah, yeah. Every three times a day. Oh, I used to eat a lot of meat too, man. Like I, I remember when I was in high school, I I met this girl who was a vegetarian, and I did not even understand slightly like why someone would do that to themselves. I was like, why? Like, and then she was like. You know, basically just gave me, I couldn't, I didn't have the ears to hear though, yes. you know, like yes. I was just like, that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. You know, like they're, it's, you know, whatever, like they're dead anyway or whatever, you know, and that kind of stuff. Doesn't tofu taste like shit? Doesn't mm-hmm. it like bland and whatever? Now I love tofu, dude. Same, same. <laughs> like tofu, a good tofu scramble. You just need some spices, man. Yep. Like that's all it takes. And really, that's how it is with meat, too. Like, have yeah, you, you ever, would never eat it raw. Nobody's going to eat ground beef. Like, nobody's going to saute some ground beef with no spices at all. Because it'd be bland just like the And then like be the like, tofu. oh, yum. Yeah, it would be just as bland. It would be, like, totally bland. And so, like, you know, you spice your food, you know? Don't just, like, if you, go, if you try to go vegan and then you just, like, get a block of tofu and just chop it up and, like, try <laughs> to eat that with some broccoli or something, you're going to be like, this sucks, you know? Yeah. But, like... There's some phenomenal cookbooks out there. There's some so many great resources on YouTube and stuff for like great uh, recipes and everything. And like, dude, like I made these tempeh tacos. I still make them every once in a while, and they're so good. And I I wanted my friend to try them, who's not a vegan at all. He still eats meat and everything. I was like, dude, you gotta try these vegan tacos, man. They're so good. And he was like, all right, I'm open to trying them, which was cool of him. And um, after we ate them. I was like, what'd you think? They're really good, right? And he was like, dude, he was like, these, like, I thought they were probably, like, based on how you were describing them to me, I thought they were going to be good as far as vegan tacos go. But, like, these are good tacos in period, like, in general. Like, amongst the whole, like, tacos in general, these are, like, up there with, like, some of the best tacos I've ever had. So, like, once it's, once they can see what's available... Then yeah, it's yeah. probably will be so much easier for people to make the transition, right? Yeah, yeah. Once it's more available, and <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 a really interesting thing because like I know people who are already like uh, 
like pensive enough and compassionate enough and thoughtful enough that like if you just give them the information, you'd think that they would just be like, oh, you're right, I'm gonna change now. But they're still not doing it. And to me, I, like I, I, it's not up to me to be like, do it now, like, you know, like and try to like shove it down their throats or whatever. But it does seem like there's something about it that it's just, it, it kind of seems that it, it almost has to unfold naturally, you know? And certain people are ready at certain times and some people aren't ready, you know? And that doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make them dumb or anything. Mm. It doesn't. Yeah, everyone's on their path. Yeah, you know? And so even, even the most woke people, you know, like they'll still uh, be like, nah, I can't do that, not yet. Or, you know, some of them, so, you know, it's um, it's interesting. It, it seems like it's more of an unfolding than something that we can, like, produce, like, by some, you know, there's no one variable that we can, like, tweak and then everybody's going to suddenly be like, oh, I get it now. Like, I'm going to go vegan. It seems like everybody sort of has to come around in their own time. But, yeah, these alternatives and, like, having the more vegan options available are definitely going to ramp up that, that process and make it accelerate even faster. Yeah, it's really cool to watch it happen. Like, there's so many vegans everywhere now. Like yeah, there's yeah. Vegas has so many vegan restaurants now. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, it's great, man. Yeah, it's, it's like more it, compassionate, healthier, just beneficial better for, the, for the whole world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like in my Instagram bio, like I say, uh, like vegan for the wellness of all, and then I have the emoji of the little dude meditating. So it's like that's the self and your health, your well, your own well being. Yep. Then a pig, and it's like the wellness of animals. Like we don't want to hurt any animals. And then the little earth emoji. And it's like, let's be efficient in our use of the resources yep. we have here. It's like a holistic lifestyle. Yeah, it's just like it improves the wellness. It's just there's less like chaos, like, ble- you know, in the in the system. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's more direct. It's just like the sun thing we were talking about. The energy goes from the sun to the plants to us, you know, and it's just it's like that. Instead of from the sun to the plants to the animals to the, you know, and the, all, all the middle stuff. stuff. Yeah, all that stuff going on. It's like just... Let's just keep it simple and delicious, man. You yeah, like you can do both. Like, I feel like it's like the path of awakening too, because like in the in the yogic texts and the Buddhist texts, you, like one of the precepts is to like not harm any being. Yeah. So like in order to like live your truth, nothing like in order for you to live, nothing should be in like there shouldn't be a repercussion for you to exist. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, especially if it's not necessary. Like, I think there are circumstances where people can eat animal products, but that's only in the situation where it is necessary. Yep. If it is not necessary, then there's no, no way reason. to justify it. There's no justification for the, taste. the, the scale the of taste. suffering. It's the taste. Yeah, yeah. It's there's the, the hedonist. There's the hedonism argument, which is like, just I value my own pleasure like more, more than, than, than anything, you know? And but like like I was talking about earlier, like if you if that's your metric for like what is okay and what's not okay, that would justify a ter- terrible heroin habit. You'd say I enjoy it; it feels good. I'm not gonna stop. I don't care if there's if I'm causing problems. I don't care if like Shit's if falling I'm, apart. If I'm ruining relationships. Mm-hmm. If I'm like my finances aren't going well. Like if I'm lo- if my health is going down the drain. It feels I'm, good. I'm willing to continue this because just because it gives me some pleasure. Yep. And then speaking of the victim side of thing, like um, without getting too dark, I want to bring up the whole rapist thing. Like rapists enjoy raping. That's why they rape, you know, but it's not a personal choice to do that because there's a victim involved. But if you say that like their pleasure is, ju- is a justification for what they're doing, like that, you know, 
obviously raping a human being is like a very serious offense and not to say that like you going out and getting some chicken or something is on that level but like if you're doing something just for your own pleasure and it is imposing suffering on something else then like that's not a personal choice that's why rape is illegal and it's like you can go to prison for that it's because your pleasure does not come before the liberty of other yes. beings correct you know correct. so like so why isn't it the same for animals just because of culture, man. Just because of culture. And, it, and like, you know, I think... So when I see how culture has made people so uh, set in their ways, you know, especially when somebody, like, if somebody is completely... When it's, like, talking to a brick wall when I would talk about these things, instead of being, like, really frustrated with them, I try to remember that, like, all of us are, on some level or another, uh, like, um, living... Have, we we all have beliefs that are the result of some level of cultural indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like, instead of being like, "Wow, fuck this person," uh, like, you, instead I try to have compassion for them and be like, "Okay, like I understand that like this is what they were taught to believe, and like there's no, you know, I'm threatening their worldview by yes. with this." Yep. So and and also to say, in what ways am I still? Uh, like falling victim to my cultural, like uh, the culture that I grew up in and like what beliefs do I have that I have let go, um, you know, unanalyzed because I just accepted them as the truth because of the culture that I was yes. raised in, you know? That's um, really compassionate. Yeah. You and know, I, I need to work on that part because like I, uh, I remember during my Vipassana, I was like so resentful of the people that ate meat. Yeah. I'm, like these I just like there's. I just felt like they were so like ignorant. Yeah. And I I found like, it does feel that way for sure. But I like, think I couldn't find space in my heart to feel like to understand where they were at. Yeah. And a lot of them are like literally addicted, man. Like because the, the cheese. The, Talk about the well, cheese. Yeah. So you have so with all animal products, especially processed ones, like the level of sodium is really addictive in these things. The uh, and the cheese, the casomorphin and cheese that like is like a very mild opiate to keep the calf coming back to its mother to keep drinking milk. When you take the cow's milk and you and you condense it down, um, it's like a concentrate. It's like a dab. It's like a dab. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a dab of cheese. Cheese is, <laughs> cheese is like milk dabs, bro. Cheese is like milk dabs, dude. And you get hooked and on it. It's concentrated. Yeah, and when you eat cheese, you get that dopamine rush more so than just regular food because because it has that very mild opiate effect and that can cause symptoms of physiological addiction. Um, so, and then, but you know, like vegans are the only ones, vegans are the only group, the de- only demographic of people whose average BMI falls within a healthy range. Even vegetarians on average, if you take all of them all together, they're not like, they're not obese, but they're still in America, you know, we're very fat, you know, in America. Like vegetarians are still in the category of overweight if you look at the, you know, because of the cheese and the eggs, all the fats and the cholesterol and stuff. So when I think of meat eaters, sometimes I get the image of, you know, not all meat eaters are like this, but like people, like when trying to have compassion for for people who are still choosing to eat meat uh, because it's comfortable for them, a lot of these people are really like, um, it's like any other addiction, man. Like a lot of these people are really like they're so concentrated on trying to like figure out their own their own shit, you know, that like caring about animals is is far is like so far out of the way. Like imagine being someone who's really obese 
and like you are just you've been going getting fast food and like cheese and meat and stuff all of your life and like you you can't really you can't go for a run or something you can't like if you were to start eating healthier you're not gonna be able to enjoy the the fruits of that lifestyle change for a while unless you're really consistent with it so like you know being life is hard man so like that's where i try to like be like okay you know it's it's still in their best interest to go vegan but like it's 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 something where i'm kind of like okay there's life is hard there's a lot to like there's a lot of variables in everybody's life so for this person to be like uh you know this isn't a priority for me right now it's kind of like okay i don't really know that much about your life i don't like i I still would add i would still advise you to consider adopting a vegan diet because it's going to benefit your health and like you can rest assured that your dietary choices aren't directly causing this immense amount of suffering and like uh you know um but at the same time it's like everybody yeah on their path yeah everybody's on their path and uh, all i can do is educate and encourage you know Mm -hmm. that's the mantra man educate and encourage if i can share like you know recipes and like uh, nutritional, like nutritional science and stuff, and environmental science, and all this stuff that kind of gives you the the information you need to be able to go vegan and do it well and be healthy, um, and encourage you and tell you 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 can do it. Like you can pull it off if you commit to it, and like you know, be gentle with yourself. Like you can pull it off. So yeah, education and encouragement. Education and encouragement. Not like uh, you don't them. want to belittle people yeah. or like consider look talk to them as if they're less than or as mm-hmm. if they're dumb or something you know because i think that's the vegan stigma right yeah yeah and so the thing about that is like you know vegans are really really passionate and i would argue they're so passionate because they're right you know <laughs> i think i think they're right but like that doesn't it did, Their approach that doesn't, could be better yeah that doesn't that doesn't excuse us from being like you know we still need to we need to have as much compassion for meat eaters as we hope that they would have for, for the animals. animals. Yes, yes, yep. So wow, that's really good. I yeah. love like if you guys, uh, I'll put Zach's uh, Instagram in the bio. But the way that you do your stories, it's not like hardcore. Sl- you do some slaughterhouse. Yeah, stories. I did. Uh, yeah, but like I had a few people like unfo- like good friends of mine unfollow me for that, and I was like, oh man, like. And I got their feedback on it, and they were like, yeah, I actually really like your stories, even when you are talking about this stuff. But, like, if I'm just, like, going through my Instagram, like, I don't want to just suddenly see a cow getting stabbed in the throat, you know? Like, that's a little intense. intense. Yeah. Well, your and it's is- true, though. It is, like, you know, it's frustrating to me that people ignore that so much, which is why, like, I do want to share it and be like, look at how severe this is. It's not that big of a deal to get the veggie burger. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like, this is serious shit. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, it's it's a bit like like Earthling Ed. He talked about this in one of his first podcast episodes. He was like talking about humane slaughter with somebody, and they he asked somebody, "How do you think you can humanely slaughter an animal?" And they were like, "Oh, you electrocute its head. You know, you like whatever, something like that. You electrocute it." And then Ed goes, "Well, how would you feel if someone did that to your mother?" And the guy was like, "What the? You know?" Yeah. He flipped. He was like so angry. And although Ed has a good point, like if you wouldn't want somebody to do that to your mother or your dog, I think a dog, your, your dog would be a better example. Be a better <laughs> example, you know, would be how would you feel if someone did that to your dog? You know, it would then when you put it in that context, then you realize very quickly that it's not humane. Um, but so even though he had a good point and he was right, that was not the appropriate way to go about it. Yeah. So like 
that's the thing is vegans are so passionate because they care about the animals and like it's it's a serious thing that's going on and they're and they're right about it there's no downside to going vegan um it's only besides your own, yeah it's only positives you're going to be healthier you're not going to be hurting animals and you're going to be having reducing your carbon footprint live and like longer, helping the yeah feel better exactly yeah. yeah you're not only is your life not only are you going to live longer but you're going to increase the quality of those years too yes. like the quality yeah. of life as yeah. well and then the other animals get to live their own life too exactly yeah and it's just win 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 yeah it's just all over the place so that's why vegans can get aggressive is <laughs> yeah. because it's so once you kind of like Understand. open your eyes to all this stuff you're like wow it's so obvious that we should all be vegan yes. once you once you see all that stuff so it's 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 tempting to be like why the hell would you still be eating meat like are you stupid like wow that tells me and my vipassana yeah like, i'm so like disgusted yeah now. yeah so it's natural to feel that way because it's so obvious but like you know at the same time like we have to be compassionate for these people because yes. they are they are you know living with beliefs that were uh, that were given to them yes. not not they're not their own you know and and when you threaten someone's like beliefs by challenging them then it gives it gives a weird feeling of like uh, do, what do i really know you know by questioning someone's um, or or criticizing or What's the word I'm looking for here? By calling into question someone's beliefs or someone's worldview, you're kind of qu- calling into question their identity, you yes. know? Like, because people yep. are identified with how they see the world and their, yep. you know? And then the so, ego's like, oh. Yeah, so yeah, then the ego, yeah, exactly, wants to be like, no, I'm right about this, you know? And, and like, it needs to be less of an us versus them kind of thing and kind of like, a, we're all in this together. Like, I want to help you, like, get healthier and, like, not contribute to this immense suffering and, like, and, and, like, hopefully we can increase our chances of, like, a better future for, like, this planet and stuff, you know? For everyone. For everyone, yeah, totally. And, like, you know. Beautifully said. Speaking of for everyone, like, we could solve famine by uh, taking the food that we feed to the animals and just give them to the people that are starving. Exactly, because not only would that, like, all those animals wouldn't even exist if we weren't breeding them into existence for the purpose of slaughtering. Yeah, you know? And you grow all these grains like wheat and soy, which a lot of times is what's in animal feed, wheat and soy, which you can feed to humans for sure. Um, Instead of feeding it to animals and then getting less food out of the animals because of how inefficient that process is, instead, if you just feed those plants directly to people, we already are growing enough plants to feed the world. Yep. We already are. Yep. So if we just were to feed it to the people instead of feeding animals just because we have an appetite for the flesh of those animals, then like we would have enough food for everybody. <laughs> it makes so much sense. It's crazy. It's like, duh. Yeah, it's like, yeah, of course, yeah. of course, this is the way. Yeah, yeah. So, but, it, you know... But we have to be patient. Yeah, you got to be patient. You got to be like, you got to be, you know, graceful, I guess. I think that's the best. We want to have grace in our, yeah. Grace and compassion. We want to be graceful in our, in our promotion and our, and our education and encouragement Mm -hmm. to help others see uh, the benefits of living this way and consider making that change for themselves. That's beautiful. So like, say someone is like someone that's watching or listening to this podcast, like, and they're, they're kind of like on the fence of to wanting to become a vegan, but they're surrounded by friends and family who are constantly eating meat. Like, what would you, how would you advise them? Or how, what kind of, how would you help them on their path of trying to like get here? Cause like, imagine you want to make a change, but no one around you wants to make a yeah, change. Yeah. Like what steps can a person take, you know? 
I would say like go one meal at a time. One that's one thing is like go one meal at a time. See if like uh, this meal can I like like for breakfast. Like I started eating oatmeal in the mornings, you know. And if you need a lot of sh like maple syrup or something in there and like brown sugar or something to make it like more palatable to you, to make it delicious, then go for it. You know, put some berries and some fruit in there, some granola, you know, and one uh, bite at a time, right? One yeah, you know, and and then like if people are criticizing you. Um, one good thing to do is to definitely educate yourself so that you have some uh, some ammunition. That's you know? foundation. You, yeah, you, yeah. Want, you want some ammunition. You know, so if somebody says, where are you going to get your protein? You, go, you can say, you know, actually plants have tons of protein and all of the protein in animals, like they didn't make any protein. They just got all of it from the plants. You know, and look at gorillas who are herbivores. They have clearly have plenty of protein. And they're ripped. And they're, they're huge. They're like, they could squeeze your head and crush it with one hand. You know, like, and... They just eat plants. So like, you know, when, if you educate yourself and you have those, you know, you want those like rebuttals kind of in your back pocket so that, you know, and also you don't really, you shouldn't feel the need to justify to yourself yes, in the first exactly. place too. Is like, if you want to make that choice to eat that way, then like, you know, that's, that's your choice and they should leave you alone about it. If they give you shit about it, then like, don't get reactive, you know, and just be like, hey, listen, man, this is how, this is just how I'm choosing to eat, you know, like, if it's that big of a problem for you, then, like, maybe, like, you know, we shouldn't eat together anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's so reasonable. It's like, That's yeah. a very reasonable approach. Yeah, it's just like, hey, man, I'm not giving you shit, you know, like, yeah. um, yeah, and I don't know, I, it's, sometimes you have to be kind of quiet about it, man. Yeah. Like you kind of just have to just do your own thing, you know? And if people ask, then you can, you can answer to them. But one thing that's interesting is like, if you're vegan and you're at a table with somebody who's eating meat, like you can't expect them to not give you shit about being vegan and then go berate them for eating meat. You know, I think it's, it's, it's good to once again, educate and encourage people about why it might be a good idea to go vegan and how, like, and that you're there to support them if they want to do that. But, like, while you're eating, you know, is not a good time to... To bring so, it up. Yeah, so that's the worst. Yeah, that's the so, vegan stigma, so right? pick your battles, you know. Pick, pick, you know, don't initiate. Don't initiate, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, just one meal at a time. Don't, like, don't... Don't make it so hard. Yeah, don't make it into a huge thing. It's just, it's not, it's not about like, hey, everybody, look, I'm a vegan, you know? Yeah. It's like, I just want to make more compassionate choices and healthier choices and, yeah, conscientious choices in, with regard to the environment and to animals and stuff. Um, yeah, that, makes, that makes so much sense. Yeah, just keep learning, I think, is the big thing. That's like, when I, when I started going vegan, like when it started for me, I was really into it. Like I was really, I was learning as just devouring information, yep. you know? Who are the, who are like, what are some resources that people can like, like, like what are some good YouTube channels or like books or? Like so I love, um, so one of the first guys to get me like kind of into it was this guy, his, his YouTube channel is called Simnet Nutrition. And he's just like a nutritionist that like, and he's into calisthenics and it's all uh, science based, right? Well, like, this guy isn't really like way into science. He's more into recipes and like, uh, and like, and healthy like lifestyles and you know that stuff. The guy that I really, really like though, because I'm so like scientifically oriented, is this guy Mike the Vegan, 
and his name is spelled M-I-C. Mm-hmm. M-I-C, the vegan. And he is like rigorous with like his the research. Uh, with citations and like of these actual studies that you can, these peer-reviewed studies that you can go look at yourself. And the evidence, he's just so into evidence, you know, which I think is so important because, you know, um, people will call you out. People will try to call you out and be like, how do you know that? Like, mm-hmm. what do you know? Mm-hmm. How can you say that? Are you sure? Like, mm-hmm. did you just hear that from some idiot on the internet? And it's like, nope, this, or like this, com- like this study was done with this many people and this was the result, you know? Um, but it's not even like you should go into it like having to debate people, right? Like yeah, you shouldn't even yeah. have to justify. But also, even for myself, it's like it, I want to be able to like see that I'm not hopping on some bandwagon, some ill-informed bandwagon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to see like the facts, the facts, yeah, and see like is this really, um, you know? Because I'm into it for all the reasons, for health and for the ethical reasons, and you know all that stuff. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just great to have that solid foundation of yes. science to know. I know that I'm getting all the nutrition yep. I need. I know that this like I'm going to be healthier this way. Yep. I know that this You're is... You're avoiding disease imp- by, not, by doing it this yeah, way. Yeah, avoiding disease, avoiding, you know, yeah, avoiding chronic disease down the road. And like I am doing like one of the biggest things I can do to prevent cl- like climate change and, you yep. know, environmental destruction and stuff. Um, yeah, and like, you know... I really like Earthling Ed. Like the way that oh, the, way, yeah. the way the way that he shares his message is like so gentle. Like you said, it's like he makes people come to the conclusion themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like the so right he'll thing. say like he'll say, "Do you consider yourself an animal lover?" And people are like, "Yeah, of course," you know. And you say, "Well, do you think it's possible to be?" Well, he he would he would get to this after being like, "Do you know why they do this? Like why they kill animals?" And he's like, "They only do it because we pay for it, right?" And then he establishes that. And it's like, okay, so they only do it because we, we pay for it, right? And then do you think we need these things to survive? Like, do you think we need these animal products to be healthy? And they'll go, I don't know. And he goes, well, you know, they'll be like, yeah, you don't need them. Like, there's plenty of people that are vegans and they're healthy and they're doing fine. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, okay, so do you consider yourself an animal lover? And they go, yeah, of course. And he says, so do you think it's possible to be an animal lover if you're paying for them to die? And like, that's a heavy hitting question yes. right there. But it's like, whoa, like, you know, you can't, there's no way around that. It's like, if we don't need them, we don't need animal products to survive. And so we can live without them. And they're only hurting these animals because we pay for that. Then like, like, why do we do it? Yeah. If we love animals and we care about animals, then like, there's, then why? Yeah. There's no, there's no way to do it. I just feel like the argument is because it's delicious. Yeah. And then, but so then you go, what's worth, what's more worthy of being defended? The whole entire life of an animal or your, or your, your, your diet, your preferences. That's such a like no brainer, right? Yeah. It's like, once you look at it that way, it's like, of course. It yeah. It's like, you got a pig on death row and you're like, I'm waiting for and, my bacon. And like, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can either have some oatmeal or a smoothie or like, uh, bacon a, or a tofu scramble or something, or I can have bacon and that's the that's a life or death decision for that pig, and like you, you could eat delicious food that would l- free that the pig free would him. be free. Yes, yes. 
And you're like, ah, oh, bacon's really good though. You know, just because we're so separated from that. Correct. Like I like to think about this this image of like, say you're at a barbecue, right? And some guy's got like sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts and asparagus and stuff and like some rice and like or some, st- you know, whatever. Really great food over here. And then somebody else has some bacon over here. But really this guy has his hand on like, uh, like some Brussels sprouts he's about to rip out of the ground or a sweet potato he's about to rip out of the ground. And the other guy... It's like, hey, as a, a, a gun to an animal's head. And it's like, which one of these do you want? The, like, this guy's about to pick some plants out of the ground, and this guy's going to shoot this pig in the head. Like, and you're having a yeah. good, you're having a fun time at this barbecue. You're like, dude, let's not kill the vibe here. Like, like we're having a fun time. We're that all happy. A, There's kids running around. Like, put, put the gun away. Like, let's just eat this stuff. Like, it's that just, is, I've never heard it that way before. That makes, that is, that's a very good way to present it. Because people don't see Because that's that way. what you're choosing. Yes, because but, but but it's a way. It's yes. out of sight, yes, out of correct. mind. People you don't know? see the process of it getting there. So yeah. they're just like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And they rather choose to ignore it, even though they know it's there. Yeah, yeah. Because it makes them more comfortable. You know, it makes them feel less guilty. And that brings up the whole thing of like when when we talk to people about this and they say, Stop trying to make me feel guilty. That's Stop definitely, trying to that's guilt not the trip me into it's like, no, we're not trying to make you feel guilty, man. Like if you feel guilty because we're sharing objective facts and information with you, that's because you're a compassionate person that cares about animals. And like, you understand that this isn't right. So like, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, but if you feel guilty about the fact that you're eating these products that are causing these things to happen to animals, then like, maybe do what I did. Like, stop, stop consuming these things. And you don't have to feel guilty when you see these things. You can, you can like, feel sad, feel the sorrow for what's happening, but mm. at least you can rest assured knowing that you are not contributing to that anymore. Wow. Man, I really like that. That's like really powerful reframe to like see it that way. Thank you for that. Yeah, dude, totally. Like really well said. Yeah, dude, and like, so resources, I guess, man, yeah, yeah. like, uh, like uh, vegan or, yeah. Uh, oh, Challenge 22. Challenge 22, I think it's challenge22.com. It might be .org or something. But if you just Google challenge22 with no space or anything, uh, there's uh, there's like this great organization uh, that does this 22-day vegan challenge. Oh, cool. So see if you can go vegan for 22 days. And they have free resources of recipes and support and mm-hmm. actual people, like live people who are willing to talk to you and mm-hmm. guide you through stuff and like help you do it. And they're all volunteers, so it's all totally free. And yeah, so like if anybody's thinking about it, like see if you can pull it off for 22 days, you know? Yeah, that's a good challenge. And um, then you got vegan bodybuilders like John Venus, uh, Nimai Delgado. Uh, these guys are huge and they just eat plants. Nimai has never had meat in his entire life. Um, you got doctors, Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Greger. Dr. Greger wrote a book called How Not to Die that is really interesting. So each chapter is like dedicated to a leading cause of death in mm-hmm. the developed world. And then that chapter talks about how that disease or that, that cause of death can be prevented through a plant-based diet and through what foods you can use to, to kind of bulletproof yourself from those diseases. Even as a section on suicidal depression and how like certain plant-based foods can like even prevent things like that. Or stabilize your emotions, yeah. right? But he talks about diabetes, heart disease. Heart disease is the leading killer in the U.S. Um, all this stuff, man. And it's, it's an obesity and liver disease, kidney disease, um, like uh, digestive issues, uh, cancer, 
All these things. It's man. crazy. It's like I've I've seen so many documentaries. It's like if you eat whole food, plant based diet, the human the body just goes back to normal. Yeah, it just it like just heals itself. Yeah, it just dude, and not even like over a long period of time. Like they did, I forget what the what this what this type of uh, measurement is called, but they have you like. Uh, they, I think they inject you with some sort of isotope or something, and then they can actually take images of your your veins or your arteries. Mm-hmm. And so this one patient had like there had nearly like total blockage in this one artery, and the doctor said go on a whole food plant based diet. Two weeks later, two weeks later, completely full like back to normal, back to normal. I believe it, man. Flowing like blood pumping, no yeah. problem. And it's crazy how fast like that change happens because. It's not like um, it's not like uh, we're living with the result of eating meat over a long period of time. It's like if you're continuously eating meat, your body is getting like hit with this inflammatory response every meal you have, yeah. and like you know, so you're continuously like sustaining this like diseased state. Where if you go to that whole food plant based diet, you stop feeding the disease, and you also give your body everything it needs to fight that disease. With all those, you know, so you're still getting all those macronutrients you need and the protein and carbohydrates and fats, but you're also getting way more micronutrients like, you know, vitamin, like all these different vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin K, vitamin, you know, whatever, all these like different little, you know, magnesium and iron and yeah. like all these and things. And it's just energetically cleaner. I'm always yeah, going back yeah. to the energy because I'm like really into the, 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 the yogic world and just having clear meditations and yeah. a clear mind. It's like... Definitely much cleaner for sure. Definitely yeah, much higher cleaner. vibration. It makes me feel like I'm running on solar power instead of fossil fuels, yeah. man. Like, yeah, that's right. whoa, straight, that's cool. That's a really great analogy, actually. Yeah. That's totally how it feels. That's it feels cool. Like, it feels like you're switching to renewables instead of like burning gas. Oh, that's the way. That's the way. Man, I hope you guys got some inspiration, and I hope you guys didn't feel guilty because that's definitely not the intention of this of this episode. It's just to share information and help everyone along their path, and you know, for a better better self and a better world. To educate and encourage, man. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah, so dude. cool. I'm definitely gonna, you guys follow Zach on Instagram because he like the way that he shares and the way that he, that that you are just truly here to help other people get there right yeah yeah you're not, for forcing, real, yeah. You're not forcing anything it's i mean a... like i would it, i do have somewhat of like a stake in the you know like uh-huh. I, I would be lying if i said i don't care if people go vegan or not because i do want them to but like i'm not going to hold it against them if they don't you know like i have friends that aren't vegan and like it doesn't like it's not like i'm going to stop hanging out with you if you're not if you're not a vegan or something mm-hmm. you know but like yeah you know i would i would love to i would love to see more people learn more about it and like feel like they can go vegan feel like they have the support you know and that you know i'm happy to support anybody you know that wants to do it i would be like i tell people that i'm like i'll be your 24 7 vegan consultant dude like you go go to a restaurant and you're not sure what to get send me a photo of the menu and i'll tell you Mm -hmm. like what to get so you guys hit zach up (laughs) yeah like literally if any of you here yeah if you actually want to follow me and actually want help going vegan i will literally personally help you go vegan that's awesome well, thank you, man. Thank you for your time and like share, sharing that because I think it has to happen. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. Man. Otherwise, we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really like if we're going to make it like because we're at a very critical point in human history, man. And if we're going to make it, 
like I think veganism is one of those essential things yep. that we need to kind of like shift into yes. as a as a collective. Because the population is going to continue to grow, and it's, it's like, going to be unsustainable yes, if correct. we're if we're using these resources to to to, to raise everyone. livestock, and then yeah, yeah, we yeah. We're, it's it's just not going to work. And they're not even feeding people; they're just making them sick. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, dope, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, dude. I hope you guys got some good, valuable bits out of that. And yeah, truly, Zach's here to help, and he's always giving me vegan advice and holding me accountable too. He's like, "Stop eating the ghee, man." I'm like, "But, but, but." <laughs> like, I think it's 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 definitely you've planted the seeds, and it's it's this is the year. Yeah, dude. This the moment is actually right now. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. vegan right now. Right now, this <laughs> moment. No obligation, but truly, take some time to think and come about skydive. It. Come yeah. skydive sometime. Check out the resources and just do what's best for your heart and for others. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Until next time, you guys subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.